Hello again, and welcome to the Monroe Community Players Podcast featuring the Green Room Groupies. I'm your de facto host, David War, and looking around the Green Room, I see... Brian Burchett-Ross. Robert Yeoman. And Ronald Roberts. Yep, the original Groupies are back together once again. Um, uh, hope Bob is back from his assignment abroad, or, or wherever else he was. So, Bob, I hope you were refreshed and ready to dive right into today's topics. Yes, our yes, rest- I am. Good, good. <laughs> <laughs> This, this is one of those pause moments. And we're off. And we're off. Um, but this, as we all know, those of you who are listening, that we regularly talk about the art and business of theater with an emphasis on the amateur and community theater. So let's just get right to it. It seems we talk a fair amount about the craft of acting and directing. Is that true? Do you think, think we do? <laughs> but we don't talk enough about backstage. What happens backstage? What happens backstage stays backstage. backstage. (laughs) That was not rehearsed. No, no. But but I think, yes, that was not rehearsed. (laughs) That's the kind of rhythm that we all have together. Mm -hmm. Um, But everyone knows that for each person on stage, or if you don't, you're finding out now, that for every person that's on stage, you can probably find one or two people backstage. Um, In the wings, elsewhere behind the curtains, in the dressing room, the green rooms, the restrooms, whatever rooms we have back there. The hallways. Always, sometimes above the house or even below the house. And if those of you don't know what the house is, that's what we call the the place where people sit. Well, no, and in a lot of shows I've seen directed, it's the place where people sit is on stage center with the couch that just takes up all the space for some reason. But that is another discussion about blocking that we can have later. Um, we've even discussed earlier that a good crew member is worth his or her weight in gold, or if they are flying somebody, they're just worth his or her weight. Because <laughs> they, they counterbalance, you see. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but I think I'm, we can I all... miss DeVoe. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be back. Fine. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> no, no, I um, missed you too. <laughs> yes. Everybody was missed. But I think we all can agree that the stage manager is likely the most critical position behind the scenes. So, mm-hmm. finally, after about two paragraphs of exposition... What do we think makes a good stage manager? If they are an assistant director for the same production and they've been there from day one. Mm -hmm. I would agree. And it's interesting that you said that because um, Mr. Roberts and I have had that discussion not too long ago. Yeah. And why would you have that discussion? Because, oh, thank you. Because he... (laughs) Hey, I get to promote my show uh, because uh, I am directing Twilight of the Goals from Round Community Players, and uh, Mr. Ronald Roberts is the assistant director. Um, so I gave him the uh, opportunity, if he chose to, to uh, also be stage manager. Um, I don't think it's necessary that you have to have the assistant, um, but I think it's the first person you logically that you should always ask. Because they're as in tune with the show as as the director, and they they know what the director wants, they know what they want, and how the show should run. Yeah, and and just as a little primer or primer, as as they might say in England, uh, for those who don't, I'll let you know. uh, Yes, (laughs) we'll be going to England soon. Um, For those that don't know, the stage manager essentially takes over the show once the director has finished. Mm -hmm. So, come opening night, the director's job is in theory done, though I believe in most community theaters that's not necessarily the case. And they turn the show over to the stage manager who runs it from that point. Uh, The stage manager's back there making sure that the actors are in place, that the actors get on stage when they're supposed to be, um, that props are set, things like that. They basically are 
you know, the boss backstage. Mm -hmm. um, so, so it's a very critical position, which is why I think Bob and Ron are both not in their heads. Um, that it's essential to have somebody who was part of the production from the beginning uh, just to understand the whole thing. If you have a stage manager come in the last week, they don't know what's been going on for that whole rehearsal period. Mm -hmm. um, perhaps some idiosyncrasies where you know your lead actress perhaps for, drops her line always on the same page at the same time, mm -hmm. um, things like that. And here's how to get, get past that. Right. Yeah. It's a poor and example. One thing I, I would say is I don't think that the stage manager role requires someone who has acting experience on stage. Right. It does help. That's true. Um, but I have worked with stage managers who don't want to be on stage at all, mm -hmm. and I've been with those who have been on stage, and they bring strengths to both. So if you're listening and you're thinking, oh, that sounds interesting, but I've never acted, you don't have to. No. Um, if you have good organizational skills, um, the ability to work with a diverse group of people and uh, have no problem giving direction, mm -hmm. then you are a stage manager. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, my, uh, well... My husband, uh, David, has been stage manager for several shows uh, and has and enjoys working backstage just as a stage crew mm -hmm. as well. Um, he's never had any interest in being on stage, um, but he's he, he loves being backstage and, coincidentally, will be the stage manager for Twilight of, Twilight of the Gold, which he was stage manager for the first time I directed it 18 years ago. So he's well aware of the show. Um, that I think that time he was there for every rehearsal just because we were, back in those days, we were always together, you know, young love. Um, now he just throws me out of the house, but that's beside the point. Anyway. Um, you know, I wish I could have seen that show 18 years ago, but I think I was playing Daddy Warbucks at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up, Ron. It's going to be a rough trip. Oh, you, yeah. You have no idea, Bob. Yeah. It's, sorry, it's become a running gag, and 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 that's where we're at. Today. Was this shaved head or bald cap? <laughs> this would have been shaved head. Uh -huh. Okay, actually, more on the naturally bald side. Okay, so. okay, all right. Good to know. The Picard maneuver. <laughs> the Picard maneuver. I like that. <laughs> but 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 with the stage manager, I think the point that you're making that does not have to be an actor. In fact, some ways may even help not to be an actor because they aren't sitting back there in the wings going. I would have done that differently. <laughs> oh, I can't believe the way she does that. It should be me out there. Mm -hmm. um, not that any of us have done that. Mm -hmm. But but the other thing that I think stage managers are responsible for that people need to understand is, you know, they aren't coming in to redirect the show. Mm -mm. They really are part of that directing team, and they're there to make sure that the original vision is stuck to. Mm -hmm. um, so when they see an actor drifting off in the new direction, it's like, hey, hey, hey. That's not what we rehearsed. Get back in line. Right. Um, and I think in community theater, sometimes that's difficult because you're dealing strictly with volunteers. And, sure. and we've told stories about people where it's like one day, you know, you're dress rehearsal, they're doing the show one way, everything's great. And the next day, opening night, and suddenly they decided, oh, I'm doing a Broadway style comedy review. Yeah. Um, totally changing the tone of uh, the Scottish play that we happen to be doing that night. <laughs> but. But, but there we go. Well, and I also think with uh, stage oh, managers, <laughs> with stage managers, one of the the things, one of the, I don't want to say it's a complaint. Uh, one of the one of the issues that I know I've heard from stage managers uh, in the past, 
And something that I think actors need to be fully aware of is the stage manager is in charge at that point. Um, the stage manager knows how the show is supposed to run. Not every actor has to be standing right there on the wings watching the show when you've got actors coming in and out and, and a stage manager who's trying to keep everything organized. And in community theater, a lot of times, unless it's a really huge show, the stage manager is also doubling as the props person, uh, possible costume changes, fast costume changes. Sort of, I mean, in community theater, I think the stage manager wears a lot of hats when they're back there. Well, and, and I was going to say that actually sometimes the stage manager was the director. Yeah. Um, I, I've certainly had to play both parts myself on occasion. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I think there is a, um, I, I have, and I've seen it myself uh, backstage that there are actors that just will look at a stage manager like, who do you think you are? Well, to that, I think one word that should never be used to describe a stage manager is just, as in just the stage manager. There needs to be that level of respect mm -hmm. there because, mm -hmm. again, they are law and order and they have the power to make you look really, really bad on stage. Mm -hmm. Not that they would. But I think that there needs to be that level of, of respect and um, understand that the job they are doing is unbelievably important. Well, oh, yeah. And I think that's reinforced when you have the stage manager part of the crew from day one. Absolutely. Um, which yeah. goes to Bob's original point of the assistant director being the stage manager just because they have that level of authority right there from the, from the get-go. Mm -hmm. um, if you're trying, and, and, and we don't do it in our group so much anymore but you know i remember 20 30 years ago it was like the stage manager came in two days before the show started and suddenly there's a stage manager yeah and i shouldn't say two days but you know show week right i've seen stage managers pop in and it's like well that that does that just isn't the best practice right right the stage manager has to know that show inside Backwards and out and forwards. yeah just like uh, the actors and the director well and i think we talked about the story i had once on stage where you know, the person I was acting opposite jumped a few pages and it's like, oh no, I need to get back my pages. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a less capable stage manager, that would have thrown her completely. Sure. But she knew, watch for the cues, figure out what's going on, where we are. And so when we got back to the right point, she could move on, move forward with the the show as it was intended. Mm -hmm. uh, because you don't, you know, I'll, I'll say this right now as a director, stage manager, anything backstage, you don't know what actors are going to do once they hit that stage. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> so, if I could just divulge a story here. Since three, three of the four of us here were on stage ready. for a, uh, picture a show. It. Uh, picture it. <laughs> Monroe High School, 2018. Rumors was the show. Uh, oh, that's funny. That's exactly what I was thinking. Kathleen McBee. Love you, Kathleen. Was our stage manager. She's still with us. <laughs> still love her. Uh, she was, but not in that way, as a friend. She's married. Oh, wow. We need to edit that, please. <laughs> so we'll we were uh, <laughs> in the middle of rumors. Uh, Bob and Brian and I were all on stage. And there's a scene in Act 2, if I'm not mistaken, where kind of everything just kind of breaks down and goes crazy. And without fail, every rehearsal everywhere, we would always get stuck in one area. Mm -hmm. And in that particular scene, wow. the three of us go to the bar. And we're, we're making drinks. Well, Every time we'd go over there, I'd look at Bob, where are we at? Mm -hmm. Brian, mm -hmm. yeah. we'd have no idea. And in the wings, Kathleen McBee, our 
stage manager extraordinaire just would throw her hands up yeah. like i don't know how to save you guys i i, I don't know yeah. and from that point it was just like all right we got to figure this out mm-hmm. and that was again to dave's point about the stage manager there's only so much they can do and she would try her darndest to get us you know to, to where we needed to be but it, we just couldn't yeah and, it, it was truly the the bermuda triangle um of, of that show and it, and it was, no matter what, no matter, we could go over it again and again and again and just run those lines and we'd have them. But, man, you get us going with the blocking and all that, and we all just kind of wandered back and forth like ghosts, like some kind of ghosts that are just kind of, ooh, zombie. <laughs> you knew it was coming, and there was nothing to <laughs> do. All I know is I had my drink. I'm going back to my seat by the door. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I'm out of here. Yeah. Yep. We just look at each other like, well, see you on the other side yeah. if there is one. And I do remember come downstairs in that kimono. <laughs> oh. yeah, I understand typically rumors runs less than three and a half hours. <laughs> it does. I don't think you can. I don't think you can. No, no. I would I, be I hard that, pressed that, to no, find there, an organization. There's a long drink that. thing that somehow. Maybe a Cliff Notes version, but not the nuances <laughs> that were, were generated during those yeah. performances. We worked very hard on that. It's true. <laughs> We worked very hard to make that as long as we could. Um, but, yeah, I do think uh, stage managers, uh, yeah, when you're right. When when the actors get out there, you don't know what's really going to come out of their mouths or where they're going to go from there. Yeah. And not all the time can they help other than turn off the lights and shut the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> which, maybe maybe which, we should have done that. I say, which, which has happened? <laughs> if you have a curtain, because remember, a lot of shows today, they yeah. don't use a curtain. Yeah, they don't. Uh, you know, yeah. But but the lights, you can always turn down the lights. So oh. this is how we convince well. people to come see our shows, by talking them down <laughs> the air. So we'd like you to come to the next performance of Rumors, which will be never. And you can see if we are correct in yeah. our assumptions. Well, well, I think it's more... You wouldn't believe the is, disaster. Come see it. This, what, this is, but the, what's wonderful is when the audience doesn't know it was a disaster. Right. Yes. But what makes it interesting i think and i would hope it's interesting to our listeners is is to understand what's going on backstage and of course if you're in community theater you're in any theater you know what's going on backstage is not a reflection of the calmness that you may be seeing on stage a a show like uh, noises Noises off off. that tries to give you an impression of here's what's happening backstage folks while you're all enjoying the show in front of the stage but i think in some ways noises off is so funny because it's so true yeah there is a lot of stuff going on backstage that may have nothing to do with the front of the stage, and it will ultimately impact the front of the stage. You know, but but for example, you know, we talked. I believe it was just an episode or two ago that there was an actor who may or may not be in this room who had a cue. He was supposed to come in, blow a trumpet, <laughs> um, yell charge, and he was just calmly standing there backstage. I don't remember that from the Scottish play. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't um, but you know. I was ready to go, but waiting for a cue that had been given several times. Um, and again, the stage manager had to save it by saying, idiot, get out there. Mm-hmm. I believe there was an explicitive attached <laughs> to that. <laughs> you wonderful idiot. We love you. There get you out go. There. Mm-hmm. Yes. Verbatim. But, but so shenanigans backstage, it, it kind of reminds me, you know, what, what kind of... <laughs> are there other memories we have of shenanigans backstage have we ever had a prank pulled on us backstage i have had this was a, totally unprofessional by the way and should never be done uh i had a stage manager with another group um absolutely wonderful lady 
who absolutely detested the director of the show. It was The Sound of Music. I played the Nazi. I was supposed to tear down a flag and walk off according to the book, the script, the stage direction. And the director went, no, don't do that. I want to leave that up there. Show night. I get pulled over by Mrs. K from Bedford. Come here. Here. I want you to tear this up when you exit. He told me don't. He told me not to do it expressly. So he thought it was ours. It's my flag. I say tear it up. And that's what we did. And it was we get a, one of those ooh moments from the audience when I ripped up the flag. So stage manager power. Yeah, stage manager power right there. Now I'm slightly disappointed because that director. And, and I'm not trying to speak ill of him, but he missed a great opportunity because I have always thought you would be perfect in the role of um, the guy that I can't remember his name now. <laughs> who, the the one who wants to bring the kid, make the kids famous in that. What's uh, the, the uncle? Yeah, Max. Uncle, Max. Max yeah. yeah, Max. I, th- oh, I mean, you've been perfect as Max. Well, thank you. You're welcome. All right, now we can do the sound of music again. I've been precast. <laughs> you all heard it. Done and done. Long. Only if Brian directs, Bob. No, oh, that's true. Oh, <laughs> well. It's sorry, a smaller I, stage. I'm There's auditioning only two for games. Maria, so hey. <laughs> I have no comeback to that. <laughs> but uh, again, that is the power of the stage manager. And because it was, you know, well, the director told me that. So I'm the stage manager. I'm running the show. I am telling you to do this. And okay. But... That goes back to the original point. The stage manager's job is not to redirect the show. So even though it worked out probably for the betterment of the show, because we all know that moment when the flag is supposed to be torn down, Mm -hmm. um, was that really appropriate for the stage manager to do? I don't know. Looking back in hindsight, yes. Because it's a moment people remember. Mm -hmm. It's a moment that shows the stakes. Right. It's in the script. Yeah, that flag had to come down. There's no doubt about that. Oh, yeah. And that's where I was like, why in the world did you not look at the script in the <laughs> no. stage direction? It says he exits right tearing down the flag and walking on top of it. Yeah. But you're right. Your point is absolutely right. I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, uh, Ron? <laughs> Evasion 101. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think, too. Yeah. I I mean, in theory, it has to happen. I mean, in a particular show, it has to happen. But, I mean, if the director says no, I mean, there has to be a reason as to why they would not want that done, right? Well, and in this case, the stage manager gave the reason. She said, you know, the director thought that this flag was owned owned by the school. Owned by the school or something that, you know, and I worry, you know, what schools owns a Nazi flag. But well, that's another story altogether. <laughs> it was the Austrian flag. Yeah. All right. Okay. He didn't want the Nazi flag. Okay. But, but, it, but it, ooh, wow. Um, but the the whole point there was just simply, yeah, it was a moment in, in the show. The stage manager did say, here's why the director made this decision. Those conditions are not true. Therefore, let's go back to the script because I'm going to also say the script probably outweighs any directorial decision in that case as well Mm -hmm. because again that is a scripted moment that's very powerful for that show Mm -hmm. very much so 
These are the these are the kind of mind benders that we have to deal with on stage all I tell the time. And um, mm. speaking of mind benders, not not that this isn't a stage manager thing, but uh, I was involved in a production where there was a restaurant scene, and the waiter decided that he was going to play a little bit of fun with the other actors, so he took the uh, menu and added some, uh, how shall I say, some off-color photos inside the uh, menus. And then as he handed the menus to the actors, and they opened them up, and, well, there it was. And the actor, bless his soul, played right along, said, I'll have the crabs, and closed it back up and gave it right back to him. <coughs> so there you go. That's my... my uh, um, Mr. El DeFacto, am I editing that? Or <laughs> oh, give it, please, no. I, I'm no. wondering if we need to go back and say, oh, if you have young children listening, oh, it, no, might terrible, sorry. To, yeah. <laughs> it might be well. time to go by. But we've never said that this was, you know, a family Friday broadcast. Wow. Can't say it, no. Now, I did uh, as well have a, I had a stage manager in a production I was in of um, Mousetrap. Mm-hmm. And I played Paravicini, who, uh, if, if for those who may not know, Paravicini didn't do it. But he is like a thief that just happens to him. Spoiler. <laughs> well, you know what? Yeah, we got to re edit this whole show. <laughs> I can't believe you did that. I, well, I know. Well, you know what? Everybody should have said. Sorry. The longest Sorry, running theatrical well, production well. on the planet. <laughs> yes, well. Cats. <laughs> Thank you. Mouth your mouth. <laughs> Wash your mouth out. You might as well finish the story. <laughs> yes. All right, but no, I'm just not as enthused. But. Um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, the stage manager did. Anyway, during the show, uh, when I would be on stage, I would, I would go around and check things, uh, check out props and all that because my concept, I'm a thief, so I'm looking around at the stage. You know, makes me look a little shady. Anyway, well, there's a little box that was always sitting and by a desk, and I would open it every night and just kind of look in it, and while well, everybody else was talking and all that. It was, kept in the background well the stage manager uh, noticed it and thought it'd be cute and took her little doggies droppings and one night put them in there yeah is that <laughs> what that was <laughs> that's 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 just disgusting it was very disgusting no wonder we never saw her again <laughs> yeah but but uh yeah she did and i and it 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 did throw me for a second but i didn't of course have any words at that point and so. you know this is kind Hi. of an interesting thing too, because you talk about the the off color. You talk about the off color stuff. I had an incident once with a, a group that is unfortunately no longer around, um, where my character was always drinking from this flask, and one night there was actual whiskey in there. <gasps> oh, that's not cool. Fortunately, I noticed that just before it was like something doesn't smell right about my flask. And it's like okay, so I knew and I was prepared for it, so I could still do it. And, um, it wasn't Cor- even a good brand of whiskey. Correlating but, to that, but I had the odd couple story. I can wait. Okay. Well, why don't you do your story because my very similar to yours. Only I have a bad sense of smell. Did not smell it. Well, it was also vodka. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. Oscar is ranting and raving at uh, uh, Felix, and I'm supposed to take this drink. And the director wanted me to keep drinking the water. Until his speech was done. One, it was vodka. Two, he forgot his line and kept adding things. And so I'm drinking more and more and more and more. And the actor finally just kind of gave up and walked off stage to look at his script. Was that me? 
No. <laughs> We're all looking at Dave. We're all like, by the way, folks, if you don't know, Dave and Bob have done the odd couple together as Oscar and Felix. So so Ron and I are looking Ooh, at Dave like this is wow, a great story. This is- no, 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 no. I never forget a line. Uh, I, I make more up. I forget words. <laughs> Anyways, it was one of those, oh my God, I'm drinking, I'm drinking, I'm drinking, I'm drinking. He's leaving. What are you doing, Aunt Felix? So I got the the people in the front row of the, the it's a very close theater. It was, it was a spotlight dinner theater who's no longer with us. But basically it was about two feet away from the front row. And the lady, one of the ladies, God bless them, just went up and, I think he's drunk. <laughs> I can smell it from here. <laughs> I guess, yes, darling. <laughs> Anyways, that was it. The mm-hmm. stage director was furious with the person who set the props. Sure. Oh yeah. Well, and and that's where I, where I'm leading is, mm-hmm. is why is there an obsession sometimes with backstage crew, with the idea that oh let's do something that's funny and see if we can rattle the actors. But I've known actors to do it to other actors too. Yeah, yeah but, it's but not again, always. Why? Why would but you why? Want to do that? Because yeah. your audience is out there. Yeah. They don't know what fun you've been having for the past 8 to 12 or 14 or 16 <laughs> never-ending weeks of rehearsal. Um, <laughs> she don't, six. You can do it in six, people. Trust me. Um, but, but the, you know, why, why, why risk ruining it for the, ruin it, ruin, why risk screwing it up? Screwing up the audience's, <laughs> thank you, Bob. You're welcome. Screwing up the audience's. The enjoyment of the show because you know that some of that stuff could really fluster an actor yeah. mm-hmm. I, you know it doesn't take much to distract someone on stage we've okay. all seen it yeah. flash photography there's a reason we tell you not to take photos it's because it confuses us and we'll fall off the stage yeah. and plus or the, we start posing i would say plus that quick turn to the side <laughs> yeah. make sure you get my best side and you get dizzy and fall off exactly it happens a lot now and i agree with you they shouldn't do that actors shouldn't do that um, they do. stage crew do. i know i've it's and true, sadly i did i've done it yeah me too i've, I've done it i did what? it to bill Mc, i did it to bill mccluskey who who well, Bill's in I I miss and in we miss you, Bill. God bless you. But he's still here. <laughs> <laughs> Bill yeah. is still with us. Bill still with us. Um, but now, when we did, uh, um, what was the radio show? The um, Wonderful Life. No, no, it's oh, a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. We yeah, did the radio show here. version of "It's a Wonderful Life," and oh, yeah. him and I always sat next to each other. And and uh, you know, my character uh, always brought a flask on, uh, you know, and that was kind of my bit. And I would drink, and uh, a couple nights he would nudge me and go, "Hey," and you know, he, and so the last night I thought, yeah, let's let's add some nice, some good stuff to that. And uh, I, but I did say to Bill, if you drink tonight, you're going to get a surprise. And Bill smiled. Okay. And then he drank and went, that's a surprise. Oh, yeah. What I told you. So I actually did warn him first. Well, that's different. Okay. Well, here's the danger of putting actual, actual alcohol on stage. You don't know that person's history. That's true. Well, that's true. They may be avoiding alcohol for other reasons in their private life. You're very right. Absolutely true, which is why you're not so there's supposed your, to do it. The more you yeah. know, people, the more you know. Brian's bad. bad and Brian. some people can't do a spit take with a microphone, and the microphones are very expensive. Yes. So if you do a spit take, 
Okay. There goes the 150 bucks in our pocket. <laughs> the more you know. The more you know. <laughs> the more you know. I get it now. Oh. <laughs> Don't feel bad, Brian. What's past is past. We can't change that. <laughs> but you were wrong. Oh, so, <laughs> so wrong. wrong. I, I'm going to ask for 40 lashes when I get home. Mm-hmm. Well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. See? Mm-hmm. This was more a warning to the general public. Yes. Yes. Because we know that Don't do what I do. Yeah. Which I advise all the time. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's, that's a given. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, you can have a lot of fun backstage, though. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, oh, we certainly know that some stage managers like to bring little props to put around their stand, and it's like you know their comfort po- toys or whatever. Uh, Trolleys and little teddy bears. Really? Oh yeah. Huh. Kiss the bear. You have to kiss the bear for good luck. I have never heard of this before. <laughs> Get this thing away from me. I think the podcast might be going in a different direction here in a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Psychiatry today, <laughs> but but the the good times should be regulated within the confines of I would say you know the green room. Now I have been mooned while I was on stage, so actors have mooned me. That's because they were changing backstage, and you just happened to glance the wrong way. It could be. I'd like to consider it <laughs> a different way, but yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's all in perspective. <laughs> No, they actually did. I, I, I oh. had a. Now that was in high school, of course. So that's oh. way back. But yeah, I had a couple while I was doing Lorelei, um, and I was doing my my song, and uh, they would stand back there and just drop trial. And I never missed a word. I, I missed a few chords, but I never missed the words. But but again, maybe that mm-hmm. kind of was my point that you know some of the stuff that people are doing is sophomoric, mm-hmm. uh, the definition of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so come on, folks, be professional. If we can't expect our audience to treat us with more respect if we don't give it to ourselves. Absolutely. You know, if, if we're out there because you know, if we don't want, if, especially if we start talking about you know, just raising the the tone of community theater and our reputation in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I think first it starts on stage, mm-hmm. which does, isn't to go to say that you can't have fun, right? But there's that fine line between fun and shenanigans. Shenanigans. Yes. Tomfoolery. Tomfoolery. Horseplay. So for those of you born before 1928, <laughs> shenanigans means, or born after 1928, born after. <laughs> shenanigans is an old word, which means tomfoolery, which means, you know, I can't say it on, on in our podcast, I think. It was also a game by Parker Brothers. Was it? <laughs> And it was featured cover art with Stubby K. Look that up on Google. Yikes. That's not problematic. But in the end. That's his name. That's I know, name. but he was problematic, if I'm not mistaken. No, was he, he wasn't. Stubby K? Who, I'm Stubby. thinking of somebody else. You were thinking so. of somebody else. Stubby K was an icon. Okay. I, I don't know Stubby I'm K. Thinking of somebody Which else. doesn't mean he wasn't problematic. <laughs> Sam. What's that? Marrying Sam in Little Abner, the movie. He was, uh, I never saw he was also in uh, Guys and Guys Dolls. And Dolls um, you got the horse right? Yeah, I'm oh, thinking okay, of somebody yeah. else. Okay, now I know who you're talking about. Okay. okay. I did see Guys and Dolls. I can't remember the name of his character. Gotta love old character. blue eyes. Oh, I couldn't tell you. 
but yeah, he was big on Broadway. He was well, he was big in general because he was rather rotund. He was not a petite <laughs> individual. But but he uh. you know he he did a lot of the Broadway and movies of the mm-hmm. same Broadway shows that he starred in on Broadway. Hmm. Fatty Arbuckle is who I was thinking. Oh, he was, oh, he was a goodness. problem. Oh, he, that's problem. He don't ask had for some ice. issues. We don't talk about Fatty. So I, I apologize to the estate of Stubby K. <laughs> yeah, you better. Fatty Arbuckle, on the other hand, yeah, no bueno. Okay. No now bueno. it was never proven, and it was the twenties. <laughs> I'm gonna stick up for him. <laughs> okay. If that's the that's the hill you choose to die. On. <laughs> <laughs> Mayonnaise. <laughs> Or Miracle Whip is the hill that I will die on. Miracle Whip. Miracle Whip. Neither. <gasps> we, we all just dropped our pens and gas. I'm, uh, I'm walking out now. I'm getting walked out. <laughs> better like not we got talk. one of these mustard fellas here. <laughs> I better not uh, talk about my ranch theory either, then. Oh. <laughs> mm. I, space. I think we're going to have a 15-minute show. <laughs> time what were our other done. topics for this evening? <laughs> um, well, I was talking about the backstage memories and shenanigans. Which I, I do want to say, though, with stage manager, um, I think the bottom line is uh, the stage manager should obviously know the show backwards and forwards. Yep. The actors should respect that the stage manager is now in charge of the show. Absolutely. Um, we, ha- we always had a practice when uh, with the group I worked up in Ipsy is that the stage manager always came back when the, when the, uh, when the doors opened and they would always, you know, stage manager would come back and always say, house is open, you know, be quiet. Thank you. There was always, we always responded with a thank you so that the stage manager knew 15 minutes before the show, we'd, they'd come on. 15 minutes. Thank you, 15. Thank you. Yep. So that you knew, they knew that you heard them. Because we all have been there when one actor is still sitting in the green room as the curtain opens and went, I didn't know we were starting. No. I mean, we only start at 8 o'clock every night on this <laughs> yeah, show. Exactly. But, <laughs> and it's now 8.15. How could I have possibly known that we hadn't started? Yeah. But but I do think, yeah, you should... You should uh, you know, respect the stage manager because it's an extremely important job. Well, I think you need to respect, and I'm speaking as if I would never was one, but <laughs> we should respect all the backstage crew. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're trying their hardest. Yeah. Um, yeah. When we've been backstage, we're trying our hardest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's so many ways a thankless job compared, you know, the actor gets to go out on stage and get applause. Mm-hmm. Um, backstage crew, they're lucky if they get a you know little wave. Oh, thank you so much for pulling the curtain. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know maybe an acknowledgement of the pit is sometimes given for the musicians. But but the reality is there's there's all these backstage people, costumers, costumers, costumer, costumers, the, the people who 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 clothe you, and um, you know like say the props people, the um, you know all the little people who make the show. <laughs> Wow. And you know, I saw it coming. I really did. I saw that. It was telegraphed. It was right there. I know. Felt like I was back on stage with rumors. That was that was a joke. Oh, that was a joke. I mean, you can't do a show without without backstage crew. No. So, so I think it's a good question is how do you recruit backstage crew? I think we talked earlier about, you know, you get a good backstage person, you don't want to lose them, but then you let them audition. And next thing you know, we got another damn actor. <laughs> and what we, we and what we need is a stage manager. We yeah. haven't been able to say, say that lately. Damn. No. 
but we have another actor. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm counting on Brian just editing out oh, okay. all my profanity. Okay. <laughs> you may not know it, but I swear like a sailor during these things. Guys, yeah. I, I go home and like crying. I'm like, I can't believe they've said that again. No, but but I agree, Bob. <laughs> Did you want to expound upon that? On which thought? I had so many. <laughs> uh, that's a no, then. <laughs> well, you shot down mayonnaise versus Miracle Whip. We were really going somewhere with that. Were we? You know, that that is probably deserves a whole podcast of its own. Okay, yeah, here's one. Future podcast. Future podcast. Baked potato, uh, sweet potatoes with ma- marshmallows or no marshmallows. <laughs> well, marshmallows. Are- what does the stage manager say? <laughs> and who has been eating it? It's a prop. You're not Ooh. supposed to eat oh, the prop. Yes. Did we no, do that props. light bulb joke already? How many stage managers does it take to change a light bulb? It's called a lamp. Mm-mm. Not your concern. It'll be done by opening night. There you go. There it is. There it is. Boom, baby. Now, I want to also say, (laughs) because this just popped into my head, and it'll leave real quick if I don't say it. Too late. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Actors, don't mess with your... The nights of the show are not the times, and I knew an actor who did this to a stage manager, where they would say... Oh, I've decided I want this prop over here tonight. And then the next night, oh, no, no. You know what? I didn't care for it over there. Could you take it and pick it up and move it over here while the stage manager is doing everything else? A stage manager is not your personal assistant. That is true. That is true. And also, it's your responsibility as an actor to check your props before the house opens. It's your responsibility. It's your responsibility to make sure those props get put right back where the prop person wants them. And it's your responsibility. Yep. If it's not yours, don't touch it. That especially means scripts or portions of scripts, which have been left strategically <laughs> throughout the set because of dry, because of a dress rehearsal. Perhaps taped underneath trays or inside drawers or <laughs> on the stage itself. Self. On the back of a rock. Yes. I doubt if anybody does that. <laughs> That was ominous. Yeah. Oh, we're supposed to keep talking. Oh, yes. all right. <laughs> uh, and the rest of the topics, I know we had something to do with children, which are probably people tuned in to hear. Do we not have something about children? No, we do not. That was last. That we've talked about that a couple episodes ago. Oh, I see. Yes. <laughs> so my comments were inopportune at that time. Maybe you said it while I was gone. Folks, I was gone. Her, yes. Did was, you notice it, I was gone? Yes. It, it, it'd be nice. Thank you, DeVoe. Nice to let us know. Um, but yeah, you know what show has a lot of children in it? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> run, just run. <laughs> the Lovers Part 2? <laughs> oh, God. That's so wrong. Uh, Annie. <laughs> just just to let you know. Um, and and we that could be another episode, too, when we talk about, you know, Annie Warbucks, <laughs> which uh, the late Jim Shea always thought was the superior show, but apparently does not get played on Broadway very often. What what show was superior? Annie Warbucks. Annie Warbucks, the sequel to Annie. Oh, I didn't know there was one. Yeah. Oh? The music that's, uh, according to Jim, rest his soul, the music was... He is gone, Superior, folks. yes. He passed. Um, said that the music was much superior mm-hmm. to <clears throat> Annie, the original. Hmm. Now, I have to agree with him. I got the CD and like... No, I actually can hum most of this stuff. 
<laughs> Maybe should they should try that with cats. They could. Spay and neuter your cats, people. <sighs> they did it for the movie. No, serious. Pet population. A serious thing. Yes, it is. It is. And with that... We've got about 15 minutes to show. <laughs> We've got about 15 minutes to show. But, but I, think, I think we can wrap up this episode. Um, but it, um, yeah, yeah. we've got a little time, maybe not. But I'd like to thank all of you for listening. And those of you who have You're stuck welcome. around to the end of this episode... Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Um, we often tease how few listeners we have, but the reality is we appreciate each and every one of you. Um, believe me. And we appreciate comments um, and questions or feedback. Um, so if you happen to be looking for a way to do that, you, know, you can always reach us through the Monroe Community Players at yahoo.com email. You can check out our webpage at monroecommunityplayers.org. You can go to our Facebook page and actually search for the Monroe Community Players Podcast now. I don't know if I let people actually post on that, but you can certainly find updates about the show and things like that because um, we're trying to develop other ways, I think, to, uh, to reach out to you, the listeners, um, see what you'd, like to, what you'd like to hear us ramble on about um, for future shows and things like that. Other um, than mayonnaise. Yeah, our, our, our uh, Facebook page is pretty sparse right now, but you know, please go ahead and check it out. Please email us, like I said. And if you do send us an email, let us know if it's okay to read your email on the air. I guess technically not on the air, but let us know if it's, we can read it for the podcast. Um, and coming soon, if we can get this darn Twitter thing, the tweets going, <laughs> we might even do some tweeting. And I'm not in public. <laughs> not in public. <laughs> yes, Bob. And when, was, when can we expect to see uh, Twilight of the Golds? Oh, that's in January of 2022. Yes. Um, Thank you. So with that, this has been a production of the Monroe Community Players. It was recorded at the Monroe Public Access Cable Television Studios in beautiful downtown Monroe, Michigan, home of the River Raisin Battlefield. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of wonderful things that we can talk about over our fair city um, every time we... We, we, have, always, a lo we have a lot of go subways. On. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> The, the restaurants. <laughs> we were the restaurants. Ma yeah. Mass Transit is another <laughs> another podcast. Still looking for that tag for our so-called outro, but with that, um, this is the de facto host, David War. Brian Richard Ross. Robert Yeoman. And Ron Roberts. Tip your way, Charles. Yep, and we are the Green Room group Groupies. I can't even say <laughs> it anymore. The Green Room Groupies. Take care. <laughs>